This is Midlife Mastery, session number 21. Welcome to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. If getting control of your time, your money, and your life matters to you, then you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Peter Fritz. Welcome to the final episode of Midlife Mastery for 2017. (laughs) Coming to you from one of my favorite places to write and think and create stuff, my garage. Um, It hasn't been without its challenges, though. I think my son, my six-year-old son, Tommy, has banged on the garage door four times now. Um, Just a few minutes ago, he banged on the door to tell me, panting with excitement and anxiety, that um, our adopted cat, Chanel, had just killed a bird in the backyard. So here I go with take five of this episode. Um, What I wanted to talk to you about uh, for this final episode of 2017 was uh, something a little bit similar, I guess, to what a lot of people are talking about at this time of year, and that is what's coming for next year, or more to the point, what you could be doing for next year. Now, this is not a goal-setting podcast episode. This is not about planning out your year or tips and tricks and strategies, all that kind of stuff. It's, It's nothing like that. Um, what this is about really is thinking about making 2018 your midlife reinvention year. Now, I've written about this a couple of times in the past, but a couple of years ago, I found myself sitting on the toilet at two o'clock in the morning, um, feeling miserable as hell, thumbing my phone for answers, Googling the hell out of my problem, which I so often do when I've got a problem to solve. (laughs) Like most people these days, I turn to Google and see what I can find. The kinds of questions that were going through my mind at the time were things like, um, am I too late to reinvent my life? You know, has life passed me by? Is it wrong to want a better life? And basically, what the hell is wrong with me? Some of the things that I remember typing into Google at the time were things like how to solve a midlife crisis, uh, midlife reinvention, why am I depressed, and starting an online business, because, you know, I figured that would probably solve everything. Um, And I've got to say that Google didn't disappoint Page after page showed me that, yes, there was life after 45, and yes, I could do something, in fact, lots of things, to break free from this horrible, sticky, and suffocating malaise that I found myself in. And this ultimately is how my midlife reinvention began. Slowly but surely, a very dim light emerged at the end of a very long tunnel. Along the way, I discovered some incredible people, gifted souls, who taught me that not only were there answers, but that I had reached an exciting and pivotal point in my journey, one that was filled with opportunity and promise. And so I began to write. Now, I've been writing since I was a teenager. Um, I had my first story published when I was 16, and I ended up working full-time for magazines, uh, a stable of magazines by the time I was 18. Um, So I've always been writing, but really for the last 20 years or so, it hasn't been interesting creative stuff necessarily. It's been mainly corporate stuff for, uh, for clients. And it was only two years ago that I started writing for me. So I started to write. And week by week, Midlife Tribe took shape. Piece by piece, I managed to wrought my life into shape, paying down debts, saying no to things and people and habits that were holding me back. And I started to read again, and I read voraciously. I sought out mentors and kindred spirits who'd blazed a trail before me. And I fashioned a new life for myself doing work that finally mattered to me. And I became grateful, really, for this incredible good fortune just to be alive at this time in history where anyone can reach out to people all over the world and share their experiences. In my case, failures. 
and hopefully, in my case, help others to avoid or fix problems for themselves. So today, two years on, I have to say that my life has indeed been reinvented. And not all of it was easy, mind you. In fact, some of it was hugely challenging. Much of that really spent overcoming my own resistance, as Stephen Pressfield so eloquently put it. But I'm here, and life is better than it's been for a very long time. And I got to thinking, I did a lot of things to get here, but I reckon I can pretty much sum them up in 10 straightforward, simple steps. So that's what I'm going to go through with you now. And the first one is, I accepted that quitting my job really wasn't the answer. Romantic as it sounds, throwing in the towel, Jerry Maguire style, and all of the financial instability that 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 brings would really have only created more stress. So I put that idea out of my head, at least for now. The second thing I did was I took some time to think very deliberately and methodically about the number one thing that was missing in my life, and then I set about fixing it. For me, I really needed some sort of a creative outlet that could stand the test of time. I needed something that I could pour all of my creative energy into, and then hopefully down the track parlay that into some sort of a business, and thus began the seeds of Midlife Tribe. Three, I found teachers and mentors to help me navigate my way through unfamiliar territory. I've written about these people many times before, but people like Jonathan Mead, Corbett Barr, Chris Gillibo, Marie Forleo, Stephen Pressfield, Seth Godin, James Altucher, Tim Ferriss and Pat Flynn all played a role here, as did my very good friend and wise sage, Ken Fife. Number four, I decided to make my family more of a priority in my life, particularly my parents. I mean, they're old and one day, whether I like it or not, they're going to croak. And regret is a nasty pill to swallow, kind of like those sour worms that my daughter once made me eat. The last thing I want is the regret of neglecting the two people who've meant so much to me over the years. I mean, my mum is four foot 10 inches and I was a 10 pounder. So the least I could do was visit her more often to see how her bladder was holding up. Spending more time with my folks is definitely one of the best decisions that I made in 2017. Number five, I made a commitment to work on my project, regardless of the outcome. I didn't care how many followers I got on social media. Besides, the algorithm is a cruel mistress. It's kind of like a hot girlfriend who lets you do kinky things with her and then trades you in the moment you stop bringing gifts in pale blue boxes. This approach meant that my intention was unconditional and uncorrupted. I would do this thing, whether I felt like it or not, because the work was its own reward. And frankly, it still is. Number six, I simplified my life. I stopped buying crap with money that I didn't have, and I removed temptation wherever it lurked. So that meant that junk mail went straight into the bin. Surfing on eBay stopped. I donated two-thirds of my clothes. I sold stuff. I gave it away, or I turfed it out. Number seven, I started saying no to things that I didn't want to do, without excuses, and in many cases, without explanation either. Number eight, and this was a big one, I killed off all of my consumer debts, and then I wrote a book about it. Number nine, I went to bed earlier, and I got up earlier. Sleep became a major priority. And when stress crept into my work, I learned to down tools, which in my case is a mouse, and I went for a walk or a drive. I figured that life is already short enough without bringing forward the end with a heart attack. Number 10, I committed to playing the long game. In my opinion, nothing great happens quickly, and every overnight success has a lengthy backstory. 
Whether it took me two years or ten, I decided that my, my new life would take as long as it takes. I would no longer compare myself to others, and I would develop a deep appreciation for the fact that my journey had to be unique. It couldn't be like anybody else's. Now, I'm going to be 50 in March next year, and if there's one thing I've learned, it's that tomorrow can be day one, ground zero, the moment you decide that it is. You start right where you are, and you work with what you've got. One of my dear friends, Steph Crowder, taught me a while ago that the person that I will be at step 27 is not the person that I am now, and that what I'll know then isn't what I know now. I reckon she's a really smart girl, Steph, and I owe a huge debt of gratitude to her for these past 12 months. Another great person is Laura Bell Gray, one of the smartest, sassiest writers and thinkers you'll ever meet. Were it not for her, I'd have never gotten out of my own way and learned what it takes to communicate like me. I swear if I ever meet Laura face to face, I'm going to hug her until her eyes pop out like Antonio Francis. She's just incredible. So basically, there you have it. Midlife reinvention is there for the taking. You're not too old. Life has not passed you by. And yes, there might be something wrong with you, but you can do something, a lot of things to turn the ship around. Make 2018 the year that you blaze your own trail and make it your year of midlife reinvention. Thank you again for listening throughout this year. Um, I know I've only been doing this for a few months, but I'm so grateful that you're listening. And I really look forward to talking to you more in 2018 and bringing more people onto the show as well. Uh, If you like this show, by the way, and you haven't yet subscribed, I'd love it if you would. And if you could do me a favor and leave an honest rating and a review on iTunes, that would also be wonderful because it helps others to find the show. So I'm wishing you and your family all the best during this holiday season. I hope you have a wonderful time. I hope you manage to decompress for a while and just spend some time thinking about how lucky you are and how 2018 can be pretty much whatever you want it to be, just one step at a time. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the new year. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. For more ideas on creating the perfect second act, go to midlifetribe.com and learn how to master your time, your money, and your life.